0: The Skies being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Crafts from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday, takes on takes edition of the show. Kyle, how we doing?
1: Listen, you communicated yesterday that you were concerned about not having a podcast partner at the end of this week because of the bear. Yeah. Have you had a chance to look at the sky bridge that I'm going to when we're done recording right now? <sighs>
0: I feel, well, you got, you're in danger of falling through the sky bridge as well as being attacked by a bear. What if the bear attacks me on the sky bridge? Are you going to get eaten by a bear or are you
1: going to jump? You got to compete, right? Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the bear and I are going over together. I hear you. I respect Whitman that. A little a naked Chokehold and we're, we're tumbling down. We'll see well, how. We're all rooting for you. Thanks, I appreciate that.
0: Speaking of bears. got Bears? Well, the first take is kind of like a couple of dancing bears. <sighs> Not your best segue, but
1: I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, I, okay, I'm just going to give it to you. For Matty V, it's Matty V's weekly take. Tyler Beatty versus Creed Humphrey for interior offensive lineman one will be the most hotly contested and argued positional ranking of the 2020 NFL draft.
0: Um, so I like both of these players a ton. Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, Tyler Beattis from Wisconsin, Uh, two first round caliber centers. I think Beattis is a better player right now. Uh, Humphrey's still a one-year starter, and I want to see how he acclimates to having a new quarterback and four new offensive linemen alongside him. And really, it's not all that different than what Beattis has in terms of he'll have three new starters on that Wisconsin offensive line and a new quarterback. So different situations where there's going to be a lot on their plate as as centers to kind of keep the def- the offense together. But I think right now, Beada's is a step ahead. And I'm not sure that. Humphrey's going to be able to make up that ground, even though they're both first round caliber prospects. So I think there's going to be everyone has their own flavors and will will you know, spin it how they want to. But for me, it's Biotis. Kyle, Cameron Spencer says, from strictly an on-field perspective, not including off-field issues and or injuries, the 2012 Clemson wide receiver core was a deeper and more talented group of NFL prospects than the 2019 Alabama receiving core.
1: You look this up yet?
0: Uh, I am right now. because I, I got it right here.
1: You do? Okay. Sammy Watkins, DeAndre oh. Hopkins, oh. Ed Humphreys, oh. Jerome Peake, Martavis oh. Bryant. Yeah, that's – ooh, this is yours. you got to deal with that. Um, Better than the Bama group, though? You're jaded because you like Sammy Watkins.
0: Brothers, you listen to that group of receivers you just said. Those are all bonafide starting receivers that have made lucrative money on their next contract. Bartavis Bryant. Listen, it's, he's just an idiot, and he, he specified in the take not including off-field injuries, off-field issues or injuries. It's just a more talented group of prospects. Well, what's the best ability? Which is eliminated by Cameron well, no,
1: You can't play that game, though. Cameron did. He literally said it. I'm, I'm disagreeing with the take because I don't think you can remove off-field injury, injuries and issues. From an on-field perspective, the Bama group's probably faster. I don't know if they're more talented, and I'll take Hopkins's style of play as a differentiator that would give Clemson the edge over that group, and we had the benefit of hindsight to see what that looks like. I think the Alabama group's faster, more physically diverse, this Clemson group takes it. But you can't just say ignore injuries because Sammy Watkins then is, is suddenly an all pro player in Joe's eyes. Can't give you that
0: 2015. Sammy Watkins
1: still has my heart. How many yards did he put up? Like a thousand and three or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Best player of all time. Right. Cause none of
0: the context take, matters. Take, Buffalo take has a ben, quarterback. ben Perrin. We need yeah. to move on, Joe. Yeah. You had to throw that little dagger there and move on fourth of july food
1: takes hot dogs are more appropriate than burgers for july 4th watermelon is the best fruit side dish bud light lime is the best holiday light beer for the 4th best grilled veggie is still is corn on the cob
0: uh, i like h- hamburgers are better than hot dogs I, I i don't know what appropriate means in terms of for the 4th of july but what about uh, a brat I, a brat's better than well no nah, you know look yeah a brat's better than a hot dog Bratz elite, uh, but burgers are better. Watermelon is the best fruit side dish. I agree. Erroneous,
1: with that. erroneous. It's cantaloupe.
0: Oh please, <laughs> really? Yeah, watermelon's better than cantaloupe. Bud Light Lime is the best holiday light beer. Uh you know me. Natty. I like I like Blue Moon, but I don't think it's a – not that's not, not a light, light beer. beer. No, give me Natty Natty Light. Throw Over that a shit Bud, Bud Light Lime.
1: Beer. I like the Bud Light Orange too. You know, you can put lime in anything and make it a lime. Corona. You could do a natty light lime.
0: Get out of here with the natty light. The best grilled veggie is is still corn on the cob. Uh, I man, I make some great corn on the cob. You just leave it in the husk and just put it on the grill. That's all you do: peel it and eat. Um, but man, I don't know. Like I really liked like grilled zucchini and squash too. Portobello mushrooms. Yeah, but I mean, those are good grilled or on. The, you could saute them. I'll give it a push on the on the best grilled veggie because I, I I'm not sure that I really believe that corn on the cob is better than like grilled zucchini and squash. Cameron Spencer says Justin Fields will finish with a better college career than Jake Fromm, and Jacob Eason will have a better NFL career than Jake Fromm. Yeah, so what I'm picking up is Cameron doesn't
1: like Jake Fromm, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fields going to Ohio State makes a ton of sense. The athleticism there, the decrease in competition versus the SEC, yes. I think Fields will be a very successful player at Georgia. Uh, Will Eason have a better NFL career than Fromm? It's interesting. They're polar opposites of each other. Eason is all physical tools, but mentally he's a little bit slow with his decision-making on the field. Fromm's the polar opposite. He's not athletically gifted. He doesn't have great arm talent. He's got good touch, and he's got good accuracy, but he's a rhythm thrower. Where does that ceiling put him? I think that the ceiling for Isom is significantly higher than that of Jake Fromm, but I am very leery of quarterbacks who are slow to process, and from all reports, I've had to pull back off Isom a little bit because it sounds like he's still having those same issues in Washington, despite having a year off and getting a chance to process the system. So I'm going to give me the chance to see Eason play in Washington first, before I answer that second part, uh, take from Oliver four offensive tackles will be taken in the top 20 of the 2020 NFL draft,
0: man. Uh, top 20 is where this gets challenging because I think in Andrew Thomas and Tristan Wirfs, so you've got two, but I'm not, I mean, I haven't seen Walker literally yet. is he a top 20 guy? Or do you not know either?
1: I do not know either.
0: Yeah, I need to learn about him. I need to learn more about some of these Oregon players. I need to watch Lucas Niang. Uh, I did He's Liam... got a lot of buzz, right, from a
1: lot of people I respect.
0: Right? Yeah, I, I've noticed that too. Brugler likes him. Uh, I've seen some love for Mickey Benton from Louisville. Uh, I did Liam Eichenberg from Notre Dame. Somebody had said, spoke highly to him, spoken highly to us about him on a takes on takes. And I don't see a first round player there. Four in the top 20 is a lot. If you gave me the top 32, I might get behind this. But even last year, you saw some pretty good offensive tackles slide a little bit. And, the, you know, this this draft is going to be different in terms of where the top 20 value is going to be. Right now, I'm going to say pass on that. But I reserve the right to change my mind. Uh, all right. Steve, Seth Steer says, Ty Chandler, the Tennessee running back, will be a top five running back headed into the draft in 2020 won't pass ETN or Swift, but his receiving ability could put him ahead of Taylor. Well, he's got
1: 19 catches last year. So I, he's not a guy I've done full-on film assessment on to really pick him up and um, digest what his actual skill set looks like. But just kind of looking at his profile and knowing what some of these other backs look like, five, top five feels aggressive to me based on the talent of ETN and Swift and Taylor and, Eno Benjamin's a scheme specific kind of guy, but I could see him having fans and Zach Moss. And so tough competition. And to get up into the top five, I mean, Seth's going to make me carve some time out of my afternoon to watch Ty Chandler <laughs> and figure it out. Because that, that's a very aggressive take in a very, very good running back class uh, take from Sam.
0: The Jaguars are the team most likely to go from worst to first this season. All right, so your team's in worst. The Jets, nope. The Bengals, nope. The Jaguars, we'll get to that. The Raiders, nope. The Giants, nope. The Lions, nope. The Buccaneers, nope. The Cardinals, nope. So, yeah, the Jaguars are definitely the team most likely to go from worst to first. You know, If you want to be convincing about that, you have to remind yourself that this is a team one year removed from the AFC Championship game with Blake Bortles as their quarterback. And so they've upgraded quarterback a lot of the ingredients. Not all of the ingredients are still in place from that 2017 team. But to me, this is how does this football team adapt? And can they get less reliant on outdated philosophies of playing offense and continue to play great defense and find their way in a, in a very competitive division? So it's the most likely, but I'm not going to sit here and predict it. Uh, Manuel Villan- Villanueva, he says, when the time to put quarterbacks through the grading scale will come, it will be hard to give from a better grade than Ellinger. Ellinger, the quarterback from Texas. Well, Ellinger's arrow is pointed the right direction.
1: Really promising uh, development from him, even from the start of 2018 when I watched him play in person against Maryland to the end of 2018, uh, the game against Georgia. He's come a long way, and I remember seeing a take, not Terry Bradshaw's. Did you see Terry Bradshaw try and body bag Sam Elliott? No, I didn't see that. He was like he was at some La Tech press conference or something, and they're talking about how Texas had you know, three five-star recruits and, or four five-star recruits at quarterback or something like that, and three of them have transferred out already. And he goes, and the guy that they got in there right now, he ain't that good. and somebody had captioned it and and quote tweeted and said if you just listen to this press conference of terry bradshaw without sound it looks like a farmer describing his ufo sighting from the previous night which is hilarious because like he's up there in like overalls and his hands are all over the place when he's talking it was super funny um I think from just based on what I've seen and what I feel like his ceiling is, I think he's comfortably going to be like a day-two quarterback prospect for me. I actually laid something out for the draft network that laid out if From wants to help his draft status and elevate himself. And we've seen quarterbacks in each of the last three years, Joe, either not be on the radar at all or entirely change the narrative about themselves and become high draft picks. Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky was Marquise Williams' backup had one year at UNC, ended up being the number two overall pick. Kyler Murray was the dude who played baseball that got the waiver to play one more year as like a 5'10", 190-pound quarterback, was dominant, and he ended up going first overall. Baker Mayfield entered his final season, generally perceived as a late day two, early day three quarterback, and totally transformed his entire game and ended up going number one overall. So it's not unheard of to change the narrative from the summer to the next fall and kind of overhaul your public perception. I think Fromm can do that, but the things that he needs to do, he needs to find more zip on the football, which is not an easy thing to do because you, you've got to be really consistent with your mechanics. And if you get off schedule or you get off your platform, where do you find that extra zip? If you just don't naturally have it. And that's the, that's a physical concern. And you see that with Jake You want to see him push the ball, and find his swagger in the deeper parts of the field. He just did not get on top of the football last year. He was pretty good in 2017 as a freshman, throwing 20 plus downfield, but he lost a lot of his accuracy and a lot of his consistency, and a lot of those balls floated on him last year. And he needs to play every single game like the way he played against Alabama. Yep. If he does those things, Jake Fromm can legit be a top 10, top 15 quarterback in 2020. Mm-hmm. But If you don't improve the physical and mechanical errors and how you deliver the football, your margin for error is going to be so incredibly small that you're going to have to play mentally lights out and dialed in every single game. Ellinger's got more development to go, probably a more gifted athlete considering his size and running ability. Uh, Take from Trevor, not our Trevor, Trevor Joseph, every Trevor ever, new vocabulary for Joe Trevor. The record for most wide receivers drafted in the first round is currently seven. Happened in two thousand four. To say that that record could be tied or broken would be chimerical. That is until twenty twenty.
0: Of course, chimerical meaning unreal uh, or highly unrealistic. Uh, can I can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah, I
1: read this take for the first time live right now, and as I realized, it was every every Trevor ever. I realized, oh, my God, I don't know what the vocab word is. I hope it doesn't stump
0: me, and I hope I know how to say it. (laughs) I think you did good Uh, looking at the pronunciation guide on dictionary.com because there's not a chance I knew what chimerical meant (laughs) until this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Seven receivers in the first round. Uh, That seems like a lot, right? But, I mean, this group is really exciting. Jerry, Judy, uh, three other Bama receivers, right? LaVisca Chenault, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Rieger. Uh, I know Tylen Wallace has some fans. Ugh, you've got uh, Tyler Johnson, Colin Johnson. Do we get to seven though? Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tariq Black. I'll take the, I'll, I'll take the cowardly way here and I'll say that no, I don't think that the record Ooh. will be broken in 2020 Ooh. just because it's unlikely. It's chimerical for that to happen, Kyle. Coward. You think it'll happen? You gonna no. you gonna go? No. You gonna take no, it? I, no. All I don't. right. So you're you're also a coward. I'm also right. a coward. Yes. Very good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, this one comes from Mantis Toboggan, yes. our guy, Snick MD hit, baby. He says the Chiefs' offense will not be in the top ten due to Hill's absence, McCole Harmon not living up to the hype, and and the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos figuring this offense out. Listen.
1: The Raiders can figure it out as much as they want. I don't think they've got the athletes in the secondary to stop the Chiefs. Not the Chiefs. Too many as, Joe, I gave you a shout-out on Infinite to Win It. I recorded that this morning. Oh, and nice. I mentioned, mentioned your, your favorite phrase. One of your favorite phrases being today's NFL is all, and college football is all about pace and space, right? Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are a pace and space team and the Raiders need more depth in the secondary, and they need more athletic linebackers before I'm buying them as being a team that can stop a pace-and-space team. Chiefs still have a really good offensive line, so they can hold their own. They won't stop the Chargers and the Broncos' pass rush issues. Um, so, no, I, I think this Chiefs team will still be in the top ten. A good quarterback can do that for you, mask a lot of issues. Joey, of time for a couple more here. Um, let's see, Jason Willis, NC state is QBU and no one talks about it. Philip rivers, Russell Wilson, Jacoby Brissett, Mike Glennon, and Ryan Finley takes on takes.
0: Uh, if you go to NC state for football game, they remind you that it's QBU every single time. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson's from Wisconsin, right?
1: So no, Russell didn't Russell only do the last year at Wisconsin. He was in for-
0: his, that means whoever you played for last, that's officially where you're from. Um, yeah. I mean, nobody in the NFL is going to boast uh, a resume of, of prospects currently in the league. As good as this, you have two top tier starters in rivers and Wilson, you have a preferred backup in Jacoby Brissett. And then, Whatever you want to make of Glennon and Finley, but they're two, on NFL street free agents. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> they should be. Honestly, they'll probably all be on rosters. I mean, what other team's going to be able to say they're going to have five quarterbacks on an NFL roster and two starters? Yeah, I don't think that's. I, I think that's it. It's the whole list. It's NC State. So right now, I do think NC State does claim the the title of QBU. Kyle, uh, this one comes from Brandon. ESPN says New England has the best roster in football. No. Maybe the best coach, but not the most talented.
1: Yeah. Best coached, but they don't have the best roster in football. No. They, I mean, they lost three of their best players this offseason right. Gronk, Gron- Trent Brown, and um, Trey Flowers. Get off the teat, ESPN grow a set there's a difference between best coach as brandon points out best coached yes absolutely most talented best roster hell no hard pass uh take from admiral Turpey. if derwin with derwin adams jackson bates and collins and then guys like delpit hooker and budo we're about to experience the golden age of the safety position
0: yeah, I agree, and I think it's it's a product of what the NFL demands right now defensively, being sound up the middle and going against those pace and space offenses. I think it's really good, really important to have top safety uh, play to be able to to you know attack downhill, process quickly, uh, anticipate routes, be physical, tackle you know play against the run because you're going to be soft in the box a lot. So I think there's more. Uh, value on safeties than enter ever before right now. And there's a lot of really good ones. The only thing that I have, uh, I take exception with is the players that he listed there. I don't know how Landon Collins gets in that list, but a guy like Justin Reed doesn't get in that list. So that's my only gripe is, uh, some of the players he mentioned. And then the best safety tandem in the NFL is Micah Hyde and Jordan Boyer. So we Jesus, can just move on. There we
1: go. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you with it. I'm just going to shut it down. I'll Cause there's the last barb in today. How's that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Best safety tandem in the league. Are you with your cat? Happy 4th of July, people.
1: Happy 4th of July, people. We'll be back tomorrow. Joe, what are we talking about? We're talking about the uh, location of NFL free agency versus NBA free agency and how that could look different if they were to change it.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for it because I don't know where I stand, but I'm going to spend the rest of the day thinking about it. No,
1: we're going to talk through it together. You and me, we're we're in the maze together. How do we get the cheese? We're going to figure it out. I promise. So come back. Hit subscribe on Draft Dudes tomorrow. Come see us again tomorrow for some fun conversation. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy this build up to the uh, 4th of July.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.